Okay, so we are starting another podcast. So the name of this podcast is Talk That Talk with Shalonda. However, I am actually thinking about changing the name to Yermoja Speaks. So we are back. My name is Shalonda. And as you know, if you've been listening to other podcasts, this podcast is raw. I really do not do that much editing out of the podcast however since i am using my phone i have a little bit more control and i will play around with the uh, sound the background music i think for this one so as a disclaimer i do have a bit of a cold and i am a little nasally right now so bear with me (laughs) Okay, so this podcast is dedicated to foster youth that are currently in foster care or aged out of foster care, but they have been touched by the foster care system in any way possible. And this conversation, this podcast is to be used as a conversational starter, conversation starter, and to really bring engagement back to our community and let us be aware that there are successors. There are people who succeed, even though the odds of being a foster care and that traumatic experience is against them. There are those like myself and others who survive and then thrive after. So this podcast is to highlight great success stories And then also the seriousness of experiences that differ from my own and how we can actually change those situations, change the system within that context of improving people's lives and improving the laws, the regulations that are actually impacting our lives. So if you are interested into this conversation, please stay tuned. So this podcast is about toxic relationships and I want to address the relationships that particularly we run back to um more so our family relationships so this is going to be a topic which most most of us are like "Mm, let's stay stay clear of it but honestly we really have to have a conversation because we get into foster care for reasons a lot of us from neglect to violations, abuse, whatever the reason is, it's not the cause of our behaviors. It's usually the cause of someone else's that's close to us, parents, family members. That is the reason. Yet for us being in foster care and detached away from our families, typically what we tend to do when we have that opportunity to go back to our family, we jump on board to immediately go back to the toxic, typically it's toxic, but toxic relationships because our family did not address their issues. Let's discuss it. So, what is 
a toxic relationship, right? I was just talking to, and I'm going to put this out there, bam, my counselor about my own relationships with people and how it really made me feel. And so we addressed why I thought that this was a healthy relationship, but it actually turned out to be toxic and how I contributed to developing this type of relationship, right? Because we ultimately have a role that we play in how people treat us, in what we are willing to accept, and then we cultivate certain relationships with people. And therefore, we are contributing our energy and recycling these negative, toxic relationships and habits that continue to allow us to feel a certain type of way. So let's dive in. My definition of a toxic relationship is when you don't have a certain level of boundaries that are drawn up and a person knows where they cannot cross. So if you don't have boundaries within a relationship and people don't know your triggers and how to treat you, you probably are going to be in a situation where they cross the boundary. You are probably going to be triggered and some situation might occur that you are contributing to because you didn't set that boundary with them. And it might occur where you feel and it's perfectly okay to feel this way, but you feel disrespected and you feel like something is wrong and maybe you address it and maybe you don't, or maybe you allow some time to pass before addressing it and you allow things to accumulate and then you explode, which for me, I have done a lot of both. So I'm speaking from experience that We let things build up until we cannot handle it anymore. But that's only because we did not set that perimeter of this is where I am and then you are outside of this. That boundary where people cannot cross over. And if they do, you let them know that they have to stand behind this line. Because it makes you feel secure within yourself. It makes you feel happier within yourself. That is your uh, your responsibility to have that line drawn and clearly defined. And when you don't, your relationships with people will turn into somewhat of a toxic relationship. Let's move on. Another piece of being toxic It's when a person is not really listening to you and you really do have that boundary set up, but they cross it. They do not care about it. They hear, but they are not listening to you. There's a difference. (laughs) So when people hear what you say and want to respond to what you said without thoroughly allowing it to digest in their mind and for them to really take in what you said and to really understand what you said, how you feel, and give that into consideration, then it, and they want to just address something, you know, that may be a little toxic. 
I'm just saying, from my own personal experience, I've had people hear me, but not listen to me. And every chance that I I had, I would reiterate the same message because I knew that they did not officially understand or digest that information that I gave to them. And so I found myself telling people again and again certain things because they didn't hear me the first, second, and third time that I said it. And I think what happens is that when we want a relationship to work out and we see in our minds a certain way, a person, we see them a certain way, we want that. We want to achieve a certain relationship style. We want to achieve a certain type of relationship. And so we are working towards that, ultimately believing that it's going to happen. And I think sometimes it's a, it's a huge disappointment when it don't officially happen because it was never like that. That's only what we told ourselves it was. And a perfect example of this is I always have this idea of what a daddy's girl is. Someone, a little girl, and then she grows up, but she has a good relationship with her dad that she can go tell him anything he's responsible respectful he listens he does not cross the line but they have a relationship built up where it's trusting it's healthy and they know details about one another they know the triggers of the other person they know the sensitivities of the other person they understand what the other person like and don't like right and so For me personally, I had not so good of a relationship with my dad for a very long time. But the things that I just labeled of not having boundaries or having boundaries and they have been crossed and not respected. That is what happened in my relationship with my dad. And so... I had to do what I had to do as an adult. I had to make the hard decision to distance myself away from this type of relationship because I had to look at how I felt when we engaged in conversation, how I felt when the boundary that I set was crossed. I had to look at what it was doing to my family, the family that I started What did it do to them and how was I showing up for them because and as a result of interacting with him? And was it healthy? Was I interacting with my family, healthy interactions with them as a result of the interactions that I had with him? And if I couldn't answer yes, which obviously it was a no, I had to let that go. I had to put distance between that relationship and myself, him and myself, because it checked off boxes and allowed me to realize that 
I come first, my mental health comes first, and I have to look and address why I will make compromises and why I did certain things to appease someone else and limit myself. Why would I do it? Because it goes back into believing that we want a relationship that looks like this. And so in my mind, I was thinking that I was going to create this relationship that had the trust, that had the ability to be vulnerable, that had the ability to share intimate relationship, I mean, intimate conversation and intimate details of my life. You know how a dad and a daughter would interact (laughs) I don't don't know because I have only seen it on tv and then I had a professor who is like father a father figure father like and then my brother who is a little bit older than myself father like father figure and then my uncle father like father figure so I had those type of examples to look up to and so I believed that my dad and I would have that that type of interaction, those type of interactions where we could trust one another, where we could share things, but that was not the case. And so I compromised myself and who I was without him to have him see me a certain way. And in actuality, he didn't get to see the complete me because I hid a lot of who I was to appease him and creating this relationship and to create a certain interaction with him, right? And so toxic relationships is trying to please other people because you have the idea that it's going to look a certain way or be a certain way. And you might be trying to force someone to change and they are fighting against you because what you see them as, they don't see themselves as. So you might see them as being successful and powerful and you might see the strength that they have, but if they have not dealt with their issues, you're forcing them to deal with that And to look reality in the face and conquer that fear. And they are not ready to do that. And for me personally, that is where most of my toxic relationships stem from. Because I wanted people to look at their fears and their issues directly in the face and address them. I wanted my dad to understand That at 13, making a decision to stay in foster care rather than to go live with him was a difficult decision for me at 13 years old because, I mean, number one, I'm young. Number two, I wanted to stay with my siblings. I had comfortable interactions and built established relationships with my siblings I've known them my entire life and to just completely abandon them 
and feeling like they abandoned me if I would have been taken out the home, that would have put more stress and strain on me. And then I also had to think about stability and not knowing if I would have that if I went to go stay with my dad. So I said no. And creating this so-called positive, or at least that's what I was thinking when I was in college, relationship with my dad means that I get to share that intimate detail because that was the moment that created division between us. I hurt because I had to make a difficult decision of saying no. He hurts because he did not get the opportunity to see me grow up from the age of 13 and live my life as a young woman and teenager and then, you know, going off to college and, and things like that. So he missed out on my a huge developmental phase of my life because of the decision that I had to make. But ultimately, he also had to make a decision. And he made his choice. And I made mine. We're going to take a break. <laughs> Okay, so whew, I just had to relax because talking about this really brings up that emotion, right? Because it really allows us to look at what are our triggers and what is that toxic relationship that we really don't see as being toxic when we're developing or cultivating a certain relationship with people, family members, right? So let's go back a little bit, right? And discuss the relationship since I already brought it up as an example with my dad. And when I first got into foster care and was in foster care and why I consider this to be somewhat of a toxic relationship. So, while I was in foster care, I manipulated the situations that I was in to bring people together around the table and discuss my behavior. <laughs> so I would do things um, on purpose to... Uh, Really just get them to start writing detailed letters to my dad and for him to call me up and say, hey, you're doing this. But for him to kind of get to know what was happening in my life. That wasn't the sum total of everything that was happening and that was going on because he didn't know that I was doing track. He didn't know that I was I was running track and he didn't know that I was getting really good grades but he did know my behavioral issues right so that was a way for me to kind of manipulate and have control at least that's what I was thinking give me so I think for me knowing that my dad got 
at least some information about me uh, really helped me to understand that we're still creating a relationship however the dynamic of that relationship might not be the healthiest considering he probably thought that I was a mischief (laughs) like getting these letters guys and ladies of your child misbehaving every so often does not paint a picture of your child doing good so i think in his mind mind that he has to consider him being a certain authoritative figure over my life so calling me up to say like hey what are you doing was his way of parroting me right kind of being able to control right and so fast forward um i graduated we did have interactions in between this phase of being 13 and 18 years old this is where i kind of reached out to him along the way to kind of develop relation a relationship with him and it allowed me to kind of visit him and see how he lived um understand him just a little bit more and so i think i went through that phase before i got into college but i really didn't have a real understanding to who he was and he really didn't have a good understanding as to who i was and so i pretty much ran back to him not knowing at this phase because I was still pretty young teenager like and I didn't know what a toxic relationship was I knew that at the age of being a teenager that I wanted to have a relationship with my dad and his family I didn't know that It will cost me my mental sanity and really that it takes time to know a person. And over the years of getting to know the good and the bad of what that person have done leading up to their success, not just listening to how they are successful, but actually being able to watch that whole period of their rough times, their downs, their failures, their mistakes, their lessons, and then get to see that final, you're successful. But for my dad and I relationship, I ran back to him believing that I wanted a certain relationship with him, a father-daughter relationship. So that was what I was trying to create, right? And so I was definitely running back to a toxic relationship, but not knowing it at the time in which I was doing it. But as a fully grown adult now, and my frontal lobe is well developed, I now realize that certain things of compromising myself to achieve a certain idea of what our relationship should be like was damaging And it very much made me depressed. And it very much altered my actions, my behaviors, and 
really made me do things that I normally would not have done if I did not have this close relationship with him throughout this phase of my life. And so this podcast (laughs) is really to address the reason why a lot of foster youth like myself run back to this type of relationship, run back to toxic family members and not really realize it. We want to have a sense of connection with whoever that is, aunties, cousins, uncles, mom, dad, right? We want to feel connected. We want to have a relationship to people who are like us, right? We want to know who we are know where we came from, and then have a sense of identity. But I think sometimes when we see the reality for what it is, the people, for who they are, it can be a shell shock. It can be hard. And I apologize for the noise. I told you that it was going to be unedited. So I am opening up the door, getting some fresh air, but it can be hard to look at reality and realize that the people that we came from, our identity, and the people that were supposed to take care of us, our our moms, our dads, our aunties, the support system, isn't who we thought they were. They aren't the people who we envisioned them to be, right? But we're still chasing after them because we still want to be included in the family. We still want to know information. We still want a sense of identity and acceptance, actually. Accepting us, whatever that might be, because I think I compromised myself in many different ways to be accepted and the moment that I realized that yes I am different and my family definitely informed me how different I was by the way I spoke by the way I carried myself by so many actions that when I came back to the family on my my dad's side of the family I was very different And most of the people didn't even know that I was in foster care. Had no idea. And so (laughs) we chase ideal relationships. And this don't really have to be family members, but we chase ideal relationships. What we expect it to be, what we think it's going to be. And we turn out to be disappointed when it's not that type of relationship. So how do we change this? How do we as foster youth change this? We have to understand that even though we reach out to family members who lost us in the first place because they did not deal with certain issues that they were having. And ultimately, we, we get in our minds that we really don't want to have these issues. We really want to be a little different. We don't want our children to be caught up in the same system. But if we're that close to the very thing 
and very people who contributed to our situation and our circumstances of being in foster care, unfortunately, we're going to be affected and impacted by it. So whatever they have done, the mistakes that they have made, by us being that close, it ultimately becomes our mistake and our actions and our behaviors. And then we sometimes do the things that we said that we did not want to do or become the people that we did not want to become. So how do we change this? For me, I had to, number one, create some space. No, I guess I would say number one is to really acknowledge and really be aware of the type of relationships that I was having with people? Did I compromise myself? Did I over compromise? Because overly doing something is so negative, like overly giving my time to people, overly saying yes, I guess, I don't know if that even sounds right, but saying yes too much. Oh, yes, I could do this. Yes, I'll do this. Yes, yes, yes. In actuality, I didn't have the time. I didn't have the mental capacity to do it. And frankly, maybe I just didn't want to do it. But I say yes in certain situations that I really wanted to say no. So number one, I had to be aware of the type of relationships that I was having with people. And number two, after being aware of what happened, what transpired in these type of interactions, how did I contribute to it? How did I contribute to either someone treating me a certain way that I prefer not to be treated like, maybe disrespected, maybe not heard or cared for, maybe my emotions was not really taken in consideration, and maybe that affected me. But I allowed it to be brushed off at the time because that ideal, I was I was really picturing that ideal relationship with a person and not for what it was. So acknowledging what I thought was a good relationship but wasn't, two, how I contributed to it, and three, creating space, creating space for me. And to understand, it's about what I want for my life. My decisions are mine. My behaviors, my actions, they're mine. And the repercussions that happen that follows, I have to deal with. So if I have to deal with the consequences of my behaviors and my actions, I might as well have more control over them. Right? So that means that I need to be fully aware of what I'm doing and how I'm allowing people to mistreat me because I didn't step in and set those boundaries or I allowed them to cross my boundaries that I set. And I did not address these issues at the moment that I should have addressed them. Right? So... This was a free talk conversation and hopefully 
<laughs> it's not so much like all over the place with the examples that I gave with my relationship with my dad. Um, but I will say this. If it comes to be too hard to have a relationship with anyone, it does not have to be a parent, but with anyone, when you officially get to see a person's character and who they are naturally, I think that you have to be mindful of that's who they are and they are showing you exactly how they're going to treat you based off how they treat themselves, based off how they treat other people. And you are no different because if they have not dealt with their own stuff, they are not ready to deal with your stuff. But you also have to be aware, like I have to be aware. I have to be aware that I have to deal with my own stuff first. I cannot allow someone else to be responsible for my stuff, my mental health, my behaviors and actions. I have to be aware that those are my things. And then when I get into a relationship, whether that's like a really good friendship, of course, or developing a uh, family relationship with anyone, I have things that I'm bringing, baggage. They have things that they're bringing, baggage. And then we have to sort it out together to create a healthy relationship and set those boundaries very early and understand what it means to have a healthy relationship by taking accountability of our own behaviors and actions and things that we have to deal with. So that was a lot (laughs) to talk about. Why do I keep feeling like I got one last thing, one last thing? But I do. I do have one last thing. One last thing is... (laughs) One last thing is... Okay, one last thing is that we... We can't make amends with relationships. We do have that ability to forgive other people, forgiving ourselves, and to create long healthy relationships if people that we're creating that relationship with is willing to do the work just like we have to be willing to do the work okay so that is the sum of this podcast and I hope that you enjoyed it this was just a free talk with Shalonda and I am happy that you tuned into this podcast and stay tuned to many more podcasts um the schedule for the podcast was bi-weekly. I just released one last week, but since I was inconsistent, I thought that I would give you a bonus. So this is the bonus. Um, it is going up today, and I am about to release it. Boom! Now. So enjoy this podcast, and I shall talk to you later. Thank you.